This is Real Talk, the Customer Insights Show with Jen Vogel. Jen and her guests share valuable information to help you understand your customers better. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Real Talk. This episode is presented to you by Vox Popme, the leader in video surveys. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Real Talk, our very first live stream of the new year. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, today, I am uh, really excited to welcome uh, Dave Carruthers, the CEO of Vox Pop Me. And we're going to be kind of taking a quick look back at 2020 and a look forward at 2021 as far as consumer insights. Um, so welcome, Dave. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Excited to kick uh, 2021 off with this uh, with this live stream. Absolutely. I think for those of you in the consumer insights space who are familiar with Dave, maybe the biggest news of 2021 is uh, no beard. So we're thrilled to be showcasing that in uh, in January here. Yeah, I really switched my calendar before, uh, before I decided to uh, shave it off at the weekend. But hey, here we are. New year, new me and all that. And so yeah, excited, uh, excited for what's ahead. Awesome. Awesome. Well, great having you on. And uh, so we are just going to kind of kick things off. And, you know, really, I think first, I'd love to hear kind of in your own words, like, how would you define consumer insights? What's your definition of consumer insights? Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot gets banded around uh, our industry about kind of what a what an insight is. And, and to me, I mean, I think it starts with kind of it's got to be something that's that's useful. Um, it's got to be something that we can start making decisions around. Um, you know, ultimately, we're looking for these insights to be able to, you know, build better books, create great brands, you know, create, you know, compelling experiences that want people want to keep coming back to. So um, I think often we have a, a tendency to want to kind of overcomplicate um, and bring actually is the insight isn't all of the supporting data that gets us there the insight should be able to be explained uh literally in one sentence it should it should be something that's kind of succinct simple to understand um but it should surprise you um it always it always surprises me how much uh repetitive work we do sometimes in this space where we're kind of not really bringing bringing something surprising to life where we're, we're essentially just confirming things that we've that we've already already known um and i and i think that's the that's a challenge the industry's had for had for a long time project nature we often have in the mr space um you know there's a there's a whole body of work that's been done um over you know months and years that often gets forgot because it's kind of you know sitting in a powerpoint on someone's desk somewhere or it's been it's been forgotten about so you know um i think um you know in 2021 we're going to see teams being uh, a lot more efficient um with the insights that they're looking for and and kind of trying to really discover because i think you know with everything that's going on on in the world right now there's never been a a more important time for insights as a as a, as a function definition the way you've defined it that you know, it needs to be simple. It needs to be surprising, but also something you can make decisions on. It's got to be actionable. You know, that it's not just uh, information for the sake of information. You're actually going to do something with it, um, which I think is is really really crucial. And so, you know, we can kind of take our look back at 2020, and obviously, do we have to? <laughs> I thought we were, I thought we were trying to forget it. 
we are trying to forget it, but maybe oh. we learned something. Maybe we learned something in 2020. So uh, I think it would be beneficial for, for everyone to hear. But, you know, as we think about the kind of massive shift in business over the course of the year, like how are companies doing this before, um, you know, a global pandemic and kind of everything changed and, and, and how did COVID kind of impact companies getting those consumer insights? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think as an industry, we were already in a in a, a fairly aggressive stage of transformation. You were you were seeing us uh, beginning to uh, adopt a lot of technology, uh, both on the quantitative and qualitative side of consumer consumer insights. You were seeing a huge rise in investment. Uh, in categories like experience management, um, and you can kind of you, you've seen that with you know you know the, the explosion of companies companies like Qualtrics and others in in, in the space. So you know listening listening to customers is 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 is, is certainly kind of uh, gaining traction and 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 you know becoming ever ever more important. Uh, what I would say is that kind of prior to to COVID, you know, on the quantitative side, we've already kind of made that digital transformational shift, you know, surveys went online, you know, we moved to mobile, although it still blows my mind that we talk about mobile research at, at conferences now, it's just, you know, that's, that is the medium, but there we go. But in the qualitative space, uh, it really was, was, uh, you know, in my opinion, lagging, lagging behind, there was still so much being done with, you know, traditional focus groups in person, kind of IDIs, even kind of, you know, shopper, shop along journeys and ethnography in home and that. It's like, hey, we're going to put all these people in your home, just act natural. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, really, really I, I, th I think what's, um, you know, some of those kind of um, in-person qualitative um, methodologies have, have probably been the biggest kind of uh, seen the biggest impact of the kind of current kind of COVID nineteen situation, um, and it's kind of pushed a transformation, um, a much needed transformation, should I add, um, in in that part of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I I hate to say it, but I kind of miss uh, talking about mobile research at conferences. If believe it or not, <laughs> I'd give it anything to get back uh, to those conversations. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I think um, like what you said before about, you know, the insights department being so crucial right now. And, and that was something that, you know, we heard from some of our customers, too, with, you know, all of the changes that you mentioned in terms of methodology and how you actually capture those insights uh, from consumers. But we also heard from, uh, you know, a lot of people in the space that the insights function was becoming that much more important than it was before um, because understanding people, understanding brands, customers and consumers was, you know, a, a much bigger challenge than it ever had been. And a lot of the insights they were gathering, as you mentioned, were surprising. Um, and so, you know, that kind of maybe leads us into the next question I want to ask, you know, uh, with all the changes that happened in the world, people are working from home, learning from home, you know, shopping differently. Um, mm -hmm. Like, how have we seen consumer behavior change? 
Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm going to use a word that everyone's sick and tired of hearing, and, you know, unprecedented, um, as that seems to be the word we're uh, we're banding around these days as as a, as a kind of core focus. But I mean, yeah, I think the more and more I speak to insights leaders, the more and more what we're seeing from them is is you know they've become you know there was there was this narratives ever since I've been in the industry over the last eight years that market researchers had lost their voice at the table, their voice in the boardroom. It was a support. It was a support function, and what. We've seen with with the amount of change that's happened in the last nine months. If you think about pretty much every aspect of your life right now, has, has pretty much changed pretty dramatically. And we can talk about kind of how you know which changes are here to stay. But I, I have to believe many of the changes we've experienced over the last nine months we're not just going to kind of roll back into kind of where we were before. You know, these these kind of habits. Bits and, and, and behaviors and, uh, shifts are, you know, are, are starting to happen. So what we've seen is, you know, uh, insights teams inundated by requests from, you know, senior executives, even, di- you know, a lot more direct um, interaction with the CEOs, of these major companies, uh, as we all try and to try and scramble and, and, and understand what some of these th- things mean. Just, I mean, just think about, you know, um, you know, Jen as a, as, as a parent and, you know, um, you know, what has, what has changed just in terms of, you know, your, your, your kids and your, your kind of day-to-day day-to-day life and, and, and what that what that means um, both you know in terms of you know from an education perspective but, but think about the impact on on just kind of you know all of the all of the things that many of our customers are focused on just um, you know whether it's you know think about downtown um, metro areas you know people not in offices what does that impact it impacts everything it impacts bars it impacts restaurants it impacts retail it changes snacking behaviors it changes the cycle that people are working out in how they're c- commuting uh, transportation patterns um you know sp- uh, sport is a huge huge part of culture here and, and and you know that just the changes we've seen um to that and all of that is having an impact on clients they have to you know the, um you know, obviously, there's certain verticals that have been hit much harder than the, than the other airlines and travel and things like that. But, for, you know, for many of our clients, they're seeing this as a huge opportunity to to uh, to reinvent their business and, you know, understand what consumer needs are unfulfilled or unmet. And I think that's the key part of Insights is, you know, for many of these uh, companies, it's, it's looking at where is the space to innovate? What are other unmet needs of the consumer and how can we get get more more market share and and you know this this is uh you know truly a you know one hopes a once in a lifetime period we're in right now but companies continue to innovate through this and you know out of out of most crises you know most innovation is born out of necessity uh, and I think that's what we're seeing at the moment is this 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 need for companies to 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 innovate, uh, and and then understanding that actually like this innovation shouldn't happen in a silo. It shouldn't happen in a box. The customer has to be absolutely kind of front and front and center um, throughout that process. Um, so you know, in terms of kind of you know um, that that change, I, I think it's it's happening at so many many different different levels um and you know that's putting obviously pressure on pressure pressure on teams to 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 figure to figure this out um and they're having to you know they've kind of got all of this um kind of demand coming into them as a central function um and not only is that kind of 
creating an overwhelming experience, but they're also having to migrate away from the tried and tested, you know, kind of tools that they've been they've been used used to, used to using, particularly in the qualitative space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to kind of like put a wrap a nice bow around all the things that have changed, right? It's like you, there's just so many things that no one ever really predicted in terms of this is a big challenge too in terms of brand loyalty, you know, which has been um, something that's been at risk for a while, anyways. Just different levels of, of kind of brand loyalty. Um, but certainly now, especially when we started to see a lot of supply chain issues and stuff like that, you know, brand loyalty goes out the window and that's a, that's a big challenge for a lot of our customers to understand that. And, and like you said, that um, uh, innovation is, is coming from necessity and that's definitely where we're at right now is kind of understanding what those consumer needs are and, and how can brands meet them. Yeah, I, th I think that point around brand loyalty, brand loyalty has been under attack for the last 15 to 20 years, in my opinion. There's, you know, as consumers, we have this mindset of abundance. You know, we've got 97 flavors of Oreos. We can choose for, for those uh, not, a par not partial, but you know what I mean? We just have an abundance and the cost to switch um, is, is so easy. Like every time I go into a grocery store, I, you know, try and find two or three new products that I've not um you know not had before just because you, you know there's just this is that i mean i go shopping my wife says that i'm the worst person to go shopping with ever because i'm i'm the guy that's going to pick everything up that's on the end of the aisle um <laughs> out of interest so you know but it, but it, but it, you you see what i mean like that with with the way everything's changing people are um defining new patterns for, for themselves and, and 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 you know how they're interacting with with kind of time period where we're all kind of open to uh, to exploring you know new opportunities i think and so i guess um you know how are brands now like with all that rapid consumer you know behavior change you know it's not just that consumer behavior has changed it's changing like overnight daily again and again and again um in this like sort of unpredictable way like how are brands going about getting consumer insights qu like quickly instantly when things really are changing that rapidly and 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 overnight yeah i mean i think a big part of this is like what is the signal to noise ratio um there's so much happening at the moment like what is what is what is truly uh uh, a temporary temporary behavioral change and what is uh more of a ongoing trend that mm -hmm. we that we can that we can actually see see around and i think that's been a big key area of focus for you know a lot of our clients is actually trying to understand what is kind of a short-term kind of you know knee-jerk reaction to the situation that we were we were under and i think if you think back to kind of march april uh, and I remember us chatting and, well, in September, this will all be away and we can go to IAX in Austin in, in October rather than in April and everything's going to be fine. And yet here we are kind of kind of nine months on. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful with the progress with with the, with the vaccine and that ro that rollout. But we're still going to be in this kind of compacted environment for the next you know 12 to 24 months um it's going to be felt so i think i think a lot of focus has been really about how can how can i um understand and one thing that i think that this forced was a huge amount of empathy um 
just uh, as a as a general kind of human trait we're seeing us all um i would hope be a lot more kind of empathetic and and, and brands really trying to understand what people are going through and 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 what they what they need at, at this time so you know from the functional side of things you know Clearly, there was a big switch to how can technology help me stay close to consumers and, uh, in this time? You know, when, when all of my traditional kind of in-person has, has been derailed, um, how can I still bring in that, that voice of the customer? How can I still um, have them delivering that, that message? And, you know, we've seen over the last you know, seven or eight years at Voxbot Me that the power that hearing the customer talk about something in the boardroom has versus just, you know, your traditional 73% of people think this or a copied and pasted quote on a slide. Uh, and I think kind of seeing that and kind of building kind of that empathy um, across the business um, for what the customer's, you know, job to be done is and problem that needed to be solved and how that brand fits inside that customer's life is, you know, is is a big is a big part of it. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, for, you know, obviously, there's been this whole trend of agile for some time now in in the industry. Um, but it, you know, it it's never been as important. The ability to be able to, you know, have a hypothesis, get feed, get rapid feedback, test that with a group of uh, of a group of customers, and 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 iterate. Um, you know, we're seeing kind of life cycle product development life cycles trimmed down from, you know, what used to be 18 months to two years being done in, you know, two to three months. Look at the ways that many of the businesses have been able to uh, pivot and change their their whole business models in such a short space of time. Now, if, they'd, if they've not been able to bring the customer into that decision-making process, I think many of them would have got it got it wrong. You know they you know they've made they've made assumptions they've they've done that but now with 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 the a plethora of, of of ML tech um, that's allowed them to engage the customer and you know turn results around in twenty four hours both you know quantitatively and qualitatively now all of a sudden um, you know this this challenge they faced of reimagining what a business looks like after so much change um can can be can be uh i don't want to say it's easy because it certainly it certainly isn't easy but it's 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 a lot easier than it than it perhaps would have been you know pre much of this technology existing yeah yeah totally i think uh like you mentioned before, like a lot of the trends we're seeing in the insights industry are really an acceleration of things that were already kind of in place. Um, and so it's interesting to, you know, just see how like, well, from necessity, we now need to build more empathy with consumers and we happen to have technology available to us so that we can do that really quickly and easily. But this is growing before any of this happened. It's just been an accelerator. Yeah, I would, I would say like, um, yeah, before this you had, to you know if you just split the industry into two cohorts you had people that stuck with their kind of tried and tested tool set methodology favorite pet agency whatever you want to call it and then you had the kind of outliers that were you know trying these new tools figuring out ways to be more efficient you know trying to do do more with less you know uh this is this has forced that kind of other half that was maybe maybe a little bit more stuck in in the past um to kind of move move into move it move into the into the future and i think what we'll be seeing is you know where they had some kind of nervousness about what does this mean for you know um you know key key tenants that were important to them of 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 conducting research 
um, having kind of been thrown into a situation where there's kind of little to no choice, you know, I honestly believe like we, it's like with every step change in evolution, like people are initially skeptical at first and then they experience it for the first time. You know, remember the first time you got in an Uber, like yeah. that kind of like mindset of like, okay, so this, I'm just going to get in this random guy's car and like, you know, <laughs> he's going to drive me where I want and it's going to be safe, you know, and like, you know, five years on, you'd, you wouldn't even think about it. In fact, the idea of, you know, calling a, you know, an old style, old fashioned taxi cab just seems completely, you know, archaic and stuff. And then the same thing will happen. It just, you know, the speed, the speed at which we, uh, we, we adopt this stuff um, is, is just changing all of the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great segue, actually, into uh, my, my next question for you here. Which is, you know, I think we can now move on from 2020. We can put it okay. behind. We did learn some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what does this all mean for the, the consumer insights industry in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I'm super bullish on insights for 2021 and beyond. I, th I think it's, you know, this event has given us uh, that opportunity to to reestablish the importance of our of our of our industry. And and what's what's essential now is that we use the next 12 months to continue to build upon and capitalize on this momentum that we've um, we've we've um, we've created for ourselves. Uh, and I think that's about understanding the needs of the business the the landscape for consumers and and really we're our, our role is to act as a bridge to connect the company um to the customer and and you know our, our the best insights leaders are the trusted customer authority within their business they're the person everybody goes to and looks towards um to get the answers to make it to make a decision there are, there are very few meaningful conversations that, that happen within a company around strategy and focus that shouldn't involve the insights team, um, be, and, and I think historically that wasn't happening. And this is the, the this is the opportunity to do that. But to do that, you know, we've got to continue to keep those principles and those tenets um, uh, of, of kind of agility and speed and succinctness uh, within the. You know, again, like if it's going to take eight weeks, and, and you know, it's just not going to fly. People are going to find their own way, and we've seen we've seen we've seen that happen, right? We've seen the democratization of insights, um, you know, which I would argue is 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 a good thing, mm -hmm. um, in terms of you know many of these tools that are allowing people who aren't in a core insights function to to stay closer. Now, what I think as insights professionals, we've got to do, we've got to we've got to work work that helping democratize insights and ensuring kind of that kind of we become that kind of customer authority and and and, and kind of again like what we don't want to do is have all of this research living in 28 different places and, and different people so how do we continue to uh educate the educate the the rest of the company around what it is that the customer wants needs um into the future so yeah for, for me i'm extremely bullish on on kind of 2021 and, and and the um the role that insights um can play i still think that we're 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 gonna we're gonna continue you to see come out of covid19 and, and and you know i don't think i think a lot of things won't go back to back to i guess what we'd call uh the previous normal um and and there will be there will be opportunities for for brands that are listening and, and if you're truly listening you'll find um 
opportunities to innovate, opportunities to to grow that brand loyalty and to, and to take market share away from your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. And to to what you were saying before about hearing for years that you know researchers and insights folks were feeling like they were losing their seat at the table. Um, because understanding customers, consumers, people is like no longer like a really important thing. It's now an essential thing. Um, like businesses will not survive without being really connected um, and empathizing with consumer needs. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's it, it, at this point, it it's customer centricity is 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 honestly table stakes. Yeah. And for any kind of senior executive or leader that doesn't get that, you know, you're not going to be in the game for game for long. And 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 I think if you look at the best, the best companies, the ones that are kind of um, truly kind of growing and, and and taking kind of market share and, and dominating their space, they all have customer centricity at the heart they all involve the customer um, in the decision making process they they're actively listening to to conversations they're actively engaging um, but it's not they don't view it as just the job of the insights team they view it as the as, as something that the whole company needs to uh, needs to under understand yeah yeah 100 percent and so what would you say you know how for those brands that are out there that maybe you know aren't really doing a great job with customer centricity or insights isn't at the core of their business. You know, how, do, how, how do they move to making consumer insights more of a priority? Like what would you, what advice would you give to those brands to kind of get insights at the core of decision-making for their businesses? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, th I think uh, let's, let's be honest, it's a relatively small industry. Um, so I think there's a lot of lot of great shining examples of people who are getting this right. You only have to look at you know the speakers that were at, um, our virtual insights summit this year and some of the other major con uh, conferences. Um, you know uh, to to see you know th those insights leaders that are that are making a difference and those brands that are doing well. So my first my first step would be to um, reach out. And 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 to and to talk to some of these these people at brands that are doing it. I've, what I've found from this community is people are very uh, open to help and talk and discuss, and they want to share best practices and things like that. So I would definitely um, kind of uh, start start there, and then I'd think about you know if you're looking to design um, you know the 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 insights organization for the for the future, understanding what does that tech stack look like what does that stack of, of of tools look like because i think what we've seen is a shift from what used to be a agency stack of oh we have these nine ten agencies that we work with to actually we have these two or three agencies that we work with but these seven to fifteen technology tools that enables us to enable us to be more efficient so i think that's the thing that the um you know, um, the best in class have in common. A, they have a insights leadership that has that kind of that mindset of of kind of growth, agility, and and is is you know is a champion for the role of insights in within a company. And then secondly, like they've kind of got their shit together in terms of like what are the tools they need to use um, to, to to do that. They kind of you know they they when I look at the people that have done it. I think Michelle Gensley at Mars is a great example of how she completely digitally transformed their entire department. It started from kind of 
the ground up with like okay actually we need to build we need to we need tools that are fit to for purpose if we're going to be if we're going to be everything the business actually needs us to be it starts with having the right people with the right mindset and giving them the right tools to get their job done effectively mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you're right we have seen a lot of really good examples of that and so it's it's not hard to learn from how people have really done it successfully. I think some of that, you know, internal buy-in is really crucial, and I hear that over and over from, um, you know, and that was something that we we've seen with some of the people who have done that really well is that the rest of the company really believes in what they're doing and what they're trying to change, and that change management can be a big hill to climb, especially with some of these larger organizations. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of examples of people who have done it really well. Yeah, I think um, yeah, as you as you put it, I I, I don't want to undermine the 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 challenge that 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 change management can be. You know, it's it's not something that's um, that's you know that's easy to drive forward, but it it is something that if you get it right, the results are kind of exponential um, in terms of the kind of uh, impact that it can have on the business. So again, kind of building out a framework that enables you to kind of set out your vision for the role of insights within your organization, um, what tools you need to do that. Uh, And then think more about, again, how is this data consumed? What we see um, with Me is the, the output that we focused on with being video uh, and have and creating almost snackable content for executives so they can kind of consume if you in the, you know rather than you know the, the the two minute video is replacing the sixty page deck. Um, it, it 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 is if you think about how we all consume media and what we what we do and 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 and, and the, 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 those leaders that are really breaking through are changing the way that they're delivering their insights. You know, they're, they're changing the way that they engage their audiences. You know, storytelling, it's a word that gets banded around a lot again in this industry, but it's its, it's true. Like uh, I was looking at a uh, Instagram account uh, yesterday, it's called 60 Second Documentaries. Mm. And it's incredible what you can, what you can convey in 60 seconds. Now, I think how many 60-minute meetings we've sat in, rolling our eyes or on the 93rd slide, or, and, you know, just lose people. There's, there isn't any reason why you can't wrap an insight into two minutes. There genuinely isn't. And yeah. if you can't, it's not an insight. It's data. And, and people don't care about data. We're so overwhelmed with data. There's just data, charts, graphs, tableau dashboards everywhere. And I can't stress this enough. We've got to get back to delivering insight impact and value and that needs to be done succinctly yeah absolutely i'm feeling a little personally attacked i'm thinking back to the last one hour meeting i led and how many slides i had but i think i'm okay (laughs) yeah yeah, you're good you're good Awesome. Well, this has been really great. I really appreciate you uh, coming on today and and talking about all this stuff. I I love like, you know, the way you just kind of wrapped it up and, um, you know, what you started with in the beginning of defining consumer insights as being really simple, really you know, something that's surprising, like we want to be learning something new about people and something that's actionable that we can actually take to the bank, make some decisions on and have an impact on our businesses is is really crucial. So um, thank you so much for joining us today live on Real Talk. And uh, I hope you'll all join us next week when we'll have another amazing guest. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Awesome. Really great to talk. Thanks, Jim.